2: Oh Log Talk Radio. A recruiting Animal here on April 22nd, April 2 twenty twenty. 2020. You know, me and Jerry were out at the street protests, demonstrations to reopen business in the United States. Yeah. And what, yeah, <laughs> it was fun, eh, with all the beer and stuff? Anyway, uh, one woman there, uh, she was being interviewed by a journalist, and she said that she and her daughter – are not afraid to mix with other people because a higher power (laughs) is protecting them, okay? And I was thinking, man, I would hire someone like that in a second to be my business development person because no matter how many calls didn't work out, you know, people slammed the phone down on her, she would still be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, Okay, I thought, man, that's a higher, that's a good sign. But then I had a conversation with my cousin, and he said, no, he said, no. He said, those middle-aged people who have no fear of the disease, they're just do-nothings who feel entitled to the kind of special treatment they've always had because of their privilege. And I said, are you sure it isn't because uh, in their entire lives they've never had anything like This happened, and they're they're just not used to it. Isn't that a a more reasonable explanation? He said, no, it's privilege. Marginalized people have never felt like that. I said, what about here in Canada? Don't worry, everybody. I won't go on too long. I said, middle-aged people are no different. I said, and we have socialized healthcare. Everybody gets the same. doesn't cost them anything. I said, where's the privilege in that? Okay? Well, he was going to answer me, but luckily the Zoom session, we were on free, it ended right then because he was getting pretty passionate about his ideas, and I would still hire someone who ignores all the negatives and still thinks (laughs) she has providence on her side, right? Now, Jerry James,
3: The recruiting animal show.
1: <laughs> no, the recruiting. recruiting Animal
2: <laughs> Let's have a big hand for Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. So inspiring every week. Okay. You are you are more than welcome. Okay, and I want to thank our sponsors, Hire HireTool, dot com, the super duper sourcing tool that everybody is raving about, PCRecruiter.net, the recruiting software that is totally customizable. <laughs> it's good for every kind of. Of recruiting and hone it. h o n e i t dot com, the online interview recording technology. It's got voice recording, it's got video recording, it's got text transcript clips. Okay, so don't forget that. I'd like to introduce. Well, let me see if the guest showed up. Anthony Caputi, are you here? I am here. Oh uh, wow! Oh, that was close yeah. oh.
4: Hold 12 on, o'clock, hold on. Already the posted. guy wasn't here.
2: What does that say about you? you, you?
3: Any? I am here. Oh, my goodness. No, I've already posted some pretty nasty stuff here. Let me <laughs> <laughs> let me go out and delete all this real quick. Don't anybody look at
2: the Internet right now. Just don't look. Don't look.
1: Okay, good.
2: We're good. We're good. Okay. Hey, welcome. I'm gonna, his, oh, his Twitter whew. is Anthony Caputi, at A N T H. O-N-Y-C-A-P-U-T-I, Anthony Caputi, and he is a sales recruiter. Am I right about that, Anthony? That's right. Okay. You specialize in sales. Do you have a, a swear jar in your office where you put quarter every time you swear?
4: I do not have a swear jar. Would you
2: like do me you, to put do one? You sw- I do you swear, swear in the office? Yes. Do you swear? I do. Yeah?
4: Yeah.
2: Like When?
4: No. Yeah. I've never actually tracked it. I guess if I had a okay. swear jar, I'd probably start tracking it.
2: Okay, but do you t- – like when you're talking to a candidate, I mean, will you swear like a, an emphasis when something you know bad happens or something? Will you say something using a strong language to a candidate?
4: You never know what direction this show is going to take. So I have used swear words on calls with candidates usually if the relationship if i this is not the first con- conversation with them if it's somebody that i know pretty well and for some reason it fits the moment of the conversation but not out of anger if that's what you're asking no no i, I didn't suggest I've never it cut no, 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 i didn't out, say that you're swearing out
2: a, yeah yeah you're not swearing at the candidate no. you're just no. making an explanation it, it, and you go ahead yeah sorry. i mean i
4: grew up it, i grew up in buffalo which is
2: uh-huh. close to canada
4: and yeah. you know, you know that's common, commonly part of vernacular in Buffalo is you know the occasional swear word. So sometimes when I'm in a very um, natural state, then some words will come out of my mouth that I probably wouldn't have used in church. Okay. Anybody
2: else want to comment on that? Anybody else swear on the phone with their with their trusted candidates or, or clients?
0: <laughs> I try not to. Uh don't to fucking do that to me
2: oh uh, oh uh, yeah. phil is that phil marks in england uh, are you saying yeah. you don't swear no i no, mean you know what? if i
0: speak to somebody who's really going swearing heavily and you I know i thought you english be,
2: people i thought they're they're terrible i mean uh, really <laughs> I, I thought you guys are the worst okay you use really vulgar language at the drop of a hat am i wrong about that um
0: some people do we have a lot of different you know a lot of different type of people over here.
2: Okay, uh, here's uh, something I was talking about with Jerry, okay? There are some – I'm going to quote some, what someone said, okay? There are some punks out there, punks, hmm. and they're saying that – Anthony, are you listening? Because you're going to have to answer this. I am. To this, yep. yeah, okay? I didn't hang up. Yep. That, that they're, they're saying that recruiters who are looking for work from now are just transactional, <laughs> lazy, bottom feeders who were only able to keep jobs because, you know, the economy was uh, a hot house. They were just riding the waves. Okay. Do you agree with that?
4: No. <laughs> so, do you want me to elaborate? Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, I, I, I don't know who wrote that, and it sounds like they have some problems, some issues.
3: And it sounds like they're depressed about something. Wait, wait, wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. But, point of reference. That, yeah, the, yeah. the person who wrote that was referencing other people who said that. The person was just a reporter. Oh. A third, par- okay. a third party not involved in okay. the crime. All right. Yeah. So even
4: even more. We should even spend more time on this. Yeah. Let's just move
2: on. Okay, you don't, yeah. you don't Who want that one. Who cares? Okay, Who cares oh, what that okay, person thinks. Oh, is, yeah. You know, you wrote an article advising recruiters what to do. Yeah, I'll keep moving faster. Uh, I I've, I've sometimes I just go where I shouldn't. Okay, uh, you wrote an article on LinkedIn advising recruiters what to do when this uh, slowdown or whatever you want to call it shutdown is over. Uh, are you suggesting that the worst of the the slowdown is over, which some people are saying?
4: So I, I think you're referencing an article I wrote a couple weeks ago which was addressing Mm, hiring
2: managers, not
4: recruiters. And to answer your question right now, I don't know where we are. Uh, animal. Um, I had an okay, offer. but
2: you wrote an article. Uh, don't fault me because it was two weeks right. ago. So what? Okay, and you said, look, this is going to end, and there's going to be a lot of hiring done. And sure. anybody, hiring manager, recruiter, your advice was to cut down the time of hire. Absolutely essential so you don't lose uh, good people during this hiring frenzy. Am I right about that or not? And don't you tell are, me I'm you, wrong. Yeah
4: animal you are right I did write that and the strategy stays the same whether or not this continues for 30 days or 90 days
2: anybody want to comment I mean I'm I'm not you know I this guy was on before he was hysterically funny I I was surprised he was so witty I don't have I'm not getting the the same response and I know it's my Yeah, he's missing that no he's missing that
3: spark this time
2: maybe maybe
3: it's the questions you're asking
2: him Yeah, look, is that Kathy making those noises? Kathy? Yes.
3: uh, It could be. Do you want uh, want me to mute?
2: Okay, uh, hold on. I want to talk to Kathy before I put her on mute. Kathy told me this week that when she came out of her three-month coma, the first thing she wanted to do was call into the Recruiting Animal Show, but she couldn't remember the number. It was erased from her hard drive. (laughs) Is that right, Kathy? And people said I wasn't telling the truth when I related that, but – That is
3: the absolute truth. I was waking up from my coma, and I was thinking, I've got to call the animal show. I've got to call the animal show. And I swear to God, it it was like taunting me. And then my phone got lost, so it's not like I could even look up your number, and I didn't have a laptop that worked or anything. So I think the first week I got home, I called into the show, and you were the first call I made.
2: Wow and, and the thing is you must have gone into that coma on early on a Wednesday morning okay was, uh, and when you woke up it was still Wednesday right that's in your mom, right. Yeah. you know i had
3: missed a i had missed two birthdays my anniversary new years christmas i mean you name it i missed the holiday and i woke up and it was like 3 or 4 months later it's like what the hell so, i need to have enough, talk enough to the, plug in the wow. show enough
2: plugging the show i got to put your get well, back to Anthony Caputi. i was just giving
3: him commercial. a break. So. Good commercial
2: for you. Let, uh, let me see if I can loosen up and be a better guest.
4: First of all, Kathy, I can totally relate to what you went through because I had the panic attack five minutes before this show going, what is the number for the oh. recruiting animal show? Um, and I did my, mm-hmm, my frantic Google searching. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the recruiting animal guest call-in number worked well on my laptop. But when I was trying to do it on my phone, it was it was not working well. So I I understand mm. that experience. Um, Animal, well, you
3: yeah you add to that up, you'd been in a coma for three months. And and there was a
2: coma. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's there, and there, the coma. That's about to double the freak out right there. Okay, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's get back. I was on a I was on a I was say, on a. I I was on a a video yesterday. They did a a marathon, and they invited me on at the very end, at like the end of eight hours, right? And I was thinking, boy, this is the recruiting animal. These guys were having like heavy conversations and – I felt like I was in a in a university lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "This is way different from the recruiting animal show." So let's get back to the recruiting animal show, Kathy. I'll check back with you every now and then. Okay, got to put you on hold. Okay, animal. Uh, can I can I yeah. route?
4: Can I map animal? Can I map back to the first question you asked me because it did bring an example to mind?
2: You had asked oh, yeah. me
3: about how I would respond. Map. What Was that is that a new yeah. is that a new business phrase? Can I map map <laughs> back? Uh, Oh, go back. Is that better? Go back. Okay. No, I just I, I pick up uh, business tips and phrases and stuff here, and I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. I, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and map back to that, or go back or navigate back.
4: So you had asked okay. about um, if somebody wrote in somebody that a reporter that said that people said that recruiters are just bottom feeders, and I'm curious. What you would have done in this situation, I didn't, so I had a, a, I was on a retained search and I messaged the candidate about an opportunity and I disclosed who the company was in the message and the candidate messaged back saying, hey, um, it sounds like an interesting opportunity, but I don't like to work with um, outside recruiters. I think you guys are bottom feeders, whatever language you used. So I'm just going to go ahead and apply directly to the opportunity. Uh, I gave that a couple days. I messaged the hiring manager saying, hey, this is somebody that I contacted on LinkedIn. They may have applied. Just want to give you a heads up. And the hiring manager uh, replied back going, yep, um, look at his background. Could see why we would want to reach out to him. Um, But once he sent in his full resume, uh, he wasn't going to be the right fit. Um, So in situations like that, would you have messaged the candidate going, hey, uh, you should have worked with a recruiter. It could have worked out better for you, or would you have left it alone or, or anything else?
2: I would thank God that I'm not an American with a gun, okay? That's number one, okay? Uh, Because that way I don't have to worry about controlling my my temper. I don't like people like that. I would not call him back. You don't want to work with that guy. You cannot convince him or her OK, because I've had them do that, too. Uh, you know, uh, they go behind my back uh, after I've interviewed them at length just to be nice, even though I can tell right away. on a he's he's a retained recruiter, everybody. So that was a retained search. Even if you get resumes sent in from other sources, it's still your fee. OK, so uh, and, you know, the, the client would send us uh, back the resumes that people were sending him behind my back and bad mouthing me for telling them, look, I don't think you're a fit, you know. Even though I bent over backwards to be nice, I hate those people. I will not call them back. Forget about them. You, Although, I'll have to say, Anthony, you are a sales recruiter. Maybe you know more about good selling than I do, and you could actually uh, turn someone around. Do you believe that you have the skills to persuade someone to do something that they didn't intend to? It doesn't sound like it.
4: Think, I think everything's situational. I'll get slack for that from you, Animal. But in general, I don't think I'm going to persuade somebody from doing something that they think is in
2: the exact opposite direction. Of. But here's where Jerry and I uh, – Jerry's good. He's here. We disagree. We say a real – I say a real salesperson. The sale begins when the customer says no. So sales – is persuasion, okay? And in order to be, have to persuade someone, mm-hmm. that means they disagree with you to begin with,
3: okay? Uh, now, uh, now, I'm going to I'm going to yes. I just this whole thing just starts to piss me off just picturing you having a phone call with somebody that's just trying to politely and professionally say, "No, that's not for me. You know, check with me down on the ro- down the road." I see you saying, "Hold on, bub. Well, a minute. That's not good enough. I need it. And, and just backing these people into a, 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 you know, between a rock and a hard place. Sales is not arguing until you finally just wear somebody out through force of will. Sales is helping okay. somebody get or attain something that's right for them. If it's not yeah. right for them, they would know, and you wouldn't.
2: Okay, Jerry, take a look Gosh, at what's happening. I'm sure that you okay. bug a
3: lot of people.
2: Okay, take a. You know, so you know what? I actually met with somebody came here. <laughs> I won't mention her name. She she passed through town in the summer. She insisted on meeting me, and she told me, "Yeah, a lot of people don't like you, <laughs> but she liked me. <laughs> she liked me. Huh. Okay. But here, look, look what happened with Anthony. <laughs> look what happened with Anthony. That was a good okay. fit. He you know he he called the candidate up with a good opportunity. The candidate had no clue that this opportunity exists. And yet he went behind his back. Obviously, he was making uh, burning a you – burning know, a bridge, okay? Uh, he was making a bad mistake. There's a, a, a time when you have to turn someone around. You have to say, look, you idiot. You're making a terrible mm-hmm. mistake. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Think twice. Jerry, am I not right that that person needed to be educated and turned around?
3: I'm, I would think that maybe I would explore it a little bit. I mean, I would ask somebody, you know, what, what, I mean, just where do you get that? You know, why, why, why would you say that recruiters are bottom feeders? And you, only then would you understand whether it's worth trying to talk to this guy more or just realize that he's just going to be a bullheaded dude that hates recruiters. And there's one out of 10,000 people that that's how they are. So I'm about to change the world, man.
2: Your numbers are terrible. Michael G Cox, no. I think just signed in. Like well, G hold Cox. On. Hold on. Wait what? a minute. I
3: I am sure that I've talked to more than 10,000 people. And I've yeah. never had anybody tell me anything like that. So, it's probably even less than that. Or maybe Anthony talked to the one guy that maybe didn't answer the phone when I called out of 10,000 times. People don't say that all the time. They rarely say that. I've never heard that directly said to me. So I've never been in a position to dissuade somebody from hating my profession. Mm. I wouldn't even care if they did. It's not my business. You You hate me? That's cool. Moving on. Uh, Have you found found that candidates
4: that are less years of experience earlier in their career could be more skeptical or less receptive to a recruiter call than candidates that are – 10, 15, 20 years into their career, and they've
3: had enough experience with
4: changing jobs that they see the value?
3: Unfortunately, I work in the IT world, and so most candidates are just tired of recruiters. They don't necessarily think that we're evil or they hate us or anything. They're just like, man, you know, I've had 50 calls this month. That's, That's more of what it is versus a, Being skeptical of my call or What have you I mean that's just my experience They're just tired they're worn out
2: I don't think that will be the
3: case here In a couple of three months
2: What animal animal? you're going to say I didn't answer the question Well the thing is This guy It's not like you're saying that people were Battering his door down with a a million uh, Inappropriate jobs Anthony came to this guy with an opportunity That he liked and he didn't know About okay (laughs) And he still slammed the door yeah. in his face and went. Well, that, that's ab- absolutely absurd. Right. No doors. How often does
3: that happen? Do that? How often does that happen, Anthony? How often does that happen? My guess it is once.
4: It it doesn't happen often, but it it's uh, an yeah. example that kind of maps maps back to the uh, article. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: Michael, that, G. G. Cox, that guy read see,
4: the ar- that guy read the article and nodded and said, so this is the best article I ever read. And then he got my, my message, mm. and he was like, oh, I got the perfect response to this idiot recruiter. Um, uh-huh. And it
2: didn't work out for him, but that was the choice. That guy's a bottom feeder, not you. And he has to be taught a lesson. But, um, look, I've got Michael G. Cox here now. He is a sales expert, okay, on this show. Yep. Okay, I want to hear what he's got to How's say. Are you there, is... Michael G. Cox? Yeah, I'm here. That's no? The question. Yeah, okay. Well, wake up. Okay, did you do you know what we're talking I about? Be called in, sorry. Okay, no, well I, here's I the situation. Anthony Caputi is a sales recruiter, just like you. Okay? okay. You might want to get to know him after this show, okay? Absolutely. Now, he he called someone, okay, uh, with a job that the guy actually liked and didn't know about beforehand. And he says to Anthony, "I don't deal with uh recruiters, uh third recruiters." And he goes and applies for it directly to the to the company. So Jerry and I are arguing about sales technique. That guy was absolute proof that real sales is turning around someone who says no. Okay? Isn't that proof? Hold on. Hold, on, thick... hold on. Hold on. You weren't going to turn that guy around anyway.
3: So, so what's the point of badgering some dickwad? Nah.
2: Well, Seriously. You know it, what? Yeah, you don't know until, until you try anyway. You don't know until you try, no, Michael G. Cochran. No,
3: no, you know, no reason to try. Yeah. Move on. The guy was a dick.
5: Yeah,
2: Michael yeah. G. I win.
3: The, the only <laughs> probably concern you're I
5: has right is that Anthony Anthony told I'm right. this guy about the company um, before he could submit anything. Um, but no, I don't think you're going to turn this guy around, and I don't think sales starts when somebody says no you know, part of sales is trying to, uh, uncover. we lost you. Yeah, I
2: can't hear you. Yes.
5: Okay. sorry. Well, I, I don't think sales starts with the no. That's, that's typically where, where sales ends. If, if this guy isn't interested in working with third parties, move on.
2: Gee whiz. But let me bring Kathy in here. If she was willing to call me after the coma, maybe she wants to support me in this Kathy. When does the sale start? Kathy, wake up. Okay, I'm telling the wrong person to wake up, okay? I'm going to put you on hold again. It starts again.
5: way before you're having a conversation.
2: What starts before you're having a conversation? What are you talking about, Michael Sales. G. Cox?
5: Sales. Well, what do you mean? Sales starts way before then.
2: What well, What does that mean?
5: Well, okay, you, you have to figure out who your market is. And l- let's say in uh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, there's 500 senior account executives in a specific uh, industry that, you, that this guy wants to be able to pitch someday. He should be connecting with them last year, two years ago. And then it's not such a you know, cold call when you start messaging or calling this individual. Hey, we're connected on LinkedIn. I see that you and I have interacted a few times. I'm working on, on this opportunity Are you open to having a conversation to see if this might make sense for your career?
4: What I heard you say, Michael, um, and it starts before the call. By the way, congrats on going off on your own uh, last year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I took took a great time, didn't I? Keep keep at it. Um, There's a need or a want that already exists. And when we get that person on the phone, we either uncover and develop that need or that want, or, or if there isn't a need or a want, we move on. And uh, and the the call, I think the, the sale on the call itself begins when the person wants more information. They may not be interested in yet. They not they may not be interested yet, but they're not being the dickwad. Like okay, Jerry here's my point. On the they call. don't.
2: The yeah. sale begins when they don't know that they have a need or they want, and you know. The salesperson knows better than the person he or she is trying to sell to. That that that's absurd, absurd man! God, God.
3: that—that's so ridiculous! I damn it! I, I'm now looking at the clock, thinking I've got 36 more minutes of this crap.
4: <laughs>
2: animal! Well,
3: that would be like come on, animal. animal! Animal!
4: Animal! That would be like the whole strategy of cold calling is, hey, you don't have any open jobs right now, but you should. So let's start there.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
2: You know what? Right, there's, a lot a of, a re- uh, there's a lot of recruiters who say that they are really consultants, business consultants, and they know the business. Sure they are. And they can, and yeah. they can, call, they can call you and tell you, what you need because they are business consultants. You're busy with your day-to-day work. They understand uh, from a high level uh, better than better than you do. Mm. Okay, okay. So mm. let me do an animal, ad before animal, we go on. animal. If, yeah. Okay. Oh, what? Your. I'll rebut that. But go ahead. Do your ad. Okay. Let me remind everybody that the recruiting animal show the new format for my ad spot. The recruiting animal show is sponsored by HireTool, Tool, H I R E T U A L dot com, the super duper sourcing tool that everybody is raving about. Hone H O N E I T dot com, the online interview recording technology. It tapes the whole interview in audio, video, uh, full transcript, and lets you make clips as well that you can pass on to the hiring manager. PCRecruiter.net, the super customizable – Michael G. Cox, what's another word for customizable? Configurable. Yeah, okay. The super configurable (laughs) recruiting software. If you are a recruiter, PCRecruiter loves you. But how do you like that? I like that kind of ad, a little shorter ones. Okay, back to the guest. Uh, Anthony Caputi, you were going to argue with me about something.
4: Yeah. So I believe those consultative conversations can happen, and I believe they happen once you've already – have a relationship. You've already worked with somebody. You could call right. up the VP of sales and, I'm, and I can catch up with him and I can say, how are things going? Great. How's your team? Good. How many people are reporting to you? Fourteen. Wow, that sounds like a great size team. And then he says something like, well, you know, fourteen actually more than I like. I like a span of control of seven or eight. And I said, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do about that? Well, you know, there's not much I can do about that. And I said, well, what about promoting somebody up in your group? What about hiring in a manager. What about these different directions you can take? Those could lead to him creating a position or promoting somebody and then needing to backfill a position. And my approach would then have been consultative and asking him questions. But I'm not doing that on a cold call with somebody. And so I think the the initial engagement yeah. with a client is going to be more Immediate need or want base, and then I'm providing information that aligns with what they're interested in, and then I deliver well on that. And through that process, and through those conversations and the time, I'll be able to then uncover other needs and make other suggestions uh,
2: to mm-hmm. them. You know but what? You cold guys cold. are not you guys are not what I would call heroic salespeople. You don't have the the heroic <laughs> I I'm going to conquer uh, attitude, right? Uh, I'm just a nice guy. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, just listen to the tone of your voice. Okay. It's not, you don't have that, you know, uh, a romantic view of sales. Uh, I don't know what else to call it. Okay. Let's move on to to another question. Let's move on. Well, what about, during this? I I really appreciated Anthony's (laughs) rebuttal to your, to your point. Okay, well, thanks. That's recruiter dot com. If you want to see the guy who disagrees with me, that's his LinkedIn profile, MikeRecruiter dot com. Okay, and Jerry is JerryTheRecruiter.com. dot com. Okay, and I told Jerry I do. Well, anyway, that's another story. JerryTheRecruiter.com. dot uh, com. And uh, okay, during this COVID crisis, uh, what does? How do you do business development, uh, Anthony Caputi?
5: I think
4: that you continue to um, call your decision-maker, your head of sales, your CEO, and you let them know what services you can provide, and you look for if there's an immediate need, or you listen for what their need might be once the economy turns back on. If we go back to the the article that you referenced that I wrote a few weeks back, you know, the idea there was you may not have the authority or the budget or the permission to go ahead and hire right now, but you may have the budget to go ahead and be ready to hire when the economy turns back on. And I think there are going to be some business owners that see value in that and going, yes, I want to start interviewing I want to have a short list or I want to have a long list of candidates ready to go. Okay. okay well, I don't okay, want to you be missed behind. my point.
2: Uh Yeah. yeah I yep. understand what you're saying, Sorry. but hold on. Yep. So are you calling companies you've never spoken to before? And I want to know your words. You get on the phone, you say, hi, it's Anthony Caputi. I'm a, a sales recruiter. I got to tell you, there's going to be a hiring frenzy, uh, a couple of, in the near future. And you want to be prepared. Okay. And uh, to know exactly what you want uh, so that, you know, when these people are coming on the market, you can grab them before somebody else does. So that's essentially what you want to tell them. Am I right? Am I understanding you? I like that. Yeah. Okay. So how do you do? It? <laughs> are you calling st- to people that don't know you at all? Yes.
4: Yeah. So I'm. I build out a list of of companies that have certain size and and certain industry, and then I figure out who the CEO and who the VP of
2: Sales is, and then I call in and. Uh, to start conversations with them. How? I want to know your exact words. What do you do?
4: Uh, animals, good morning. This is, this is Anthony with Ezekiel. How have you been? The reason I wanted to speak with you this morning is relatively simple. What I have to say next will only take two minutes. I know you've probably talked with other recruiters in the past, but my approach, the method I use, delivers a superior result. Uh, certainly there are times you can post a job, get lots of applicants and not feel too concerned about who you didn't maybe didn't get to see. However, there are other situations where you want to take a more targeted, thorough approach. This is usually the case where the open role is more industry specific or it's linked to achievement of key business objectives like acquiring new customers or expanding existing customers or achieving certain sales targets. In these situations, other <laughs> leaders have turned to me to find the best candidates. I bet you have Okay, some is that a
2: voicemail, or is that you're actually talking to a live person? Because it doesn't sound very no. conversational. It mm-hmm. sounds kind of canned.
4: Which is it? It's conversational, and it's uh, not a voicemail. Okay,
2: Jerry was groaning. Jerry? You got any information? I, guess, uh, I,
3: I pictured it being a voicemail because I, I picture very the, few uh, people actually answering the phone the first time they see a number calling in. It's just been my experience. So they all leave voicemails.
4: The, the voicemails Sorry, are I mean, shorter. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I I leave shorter voicemails, and then that tends to be the connect when they call back. So I then they call Jerry. you back. I'm, yeah, when they call back. Okay, cool. so you do leave voicemail. Call so I do leave voicemail. Yeah, yeah, the voicemail might be. I, that's unheard so. of. Jerry, this no, is that, this is Anthony with Ezekiel. I'm calling so uh, I'd like to discuss how we might be able to partner together. If you can you me a call back at? This number, I'd appreciate it. Thanks.
2: Wow. Why don't you use the cell? Why don't you pitch them like you just did? Why, why don't you use that in a voicemail? No, that Jerry in a and I both mail, sounded animal. What? He huh? said that's in a voicemail. No, the short one with the voicemail. Yeah, like no, the talked. longer
4: one. I don't. I. I don't think there's a lot of value in leaving a long pitch in a voicemail. I haven't gotten a good return on those in the past. I'd rather get them on the phone so, so that um, as I start to develop that script on the call um if they interrupt and if they start asking questions that's fine then we can take that in their direction uh but uh, i want to give them as much information up front as possible
2: you know you sound very articulate to me but i just can't imagine you know talking at length to somebody who's never talked to me before uh without you know having sort of short sentences to give taking a breath to give them a chance to uh Reply. Am, am I wrong to about you, that? Anybody? To tell you no and to shove it. That's what you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's looking for.
3: Like animal, like wants to stop thirty seconds know. in and say, "You want to tell me to screw off yet?"
2: Yeah. Would you uh, anybody that? else? <laughs> no. Anybody got an opinion about the pitching? You know, calling up anybody? Michael G. Cox. You know, I have to say something. Uh, MikeRecruiter.com has a a remarkably similar demeanor to our guest, Anthony Caputi. I mean, they sound like they're cousins, and they're both doing sales recruiting. I'm wondering if, you know, <laughs> there's some, something about that, okay? I, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, anything you want to say about that, Michael? You're, you're Cox? The thing, dude,
5: you, you, if you're calling on, on VPs of sales, heads of sales organizations, departments, they, they're going to be scrutinizing your, your actual pitch. And if you're asking right off the bat, dude, if, if you, you're, just, you're going for it too soon. And, and if, if, you, if you ask, they're going to say no, because you haven't even demonstrated any value yet on that cold call. You just got to try and get into that next little baby step.
2: So, hold on. Are you saying that it's okay, like Anthony Caputi did, to give a, a one minute speech before you give the other person a chance to, to reply?
5: Uh, hey, if he can get away with uh, one minute, that would be great. The, the getting away with is determining whether or not they'll actually listen to you long enough. So. Okay, he, but he doesn't he, mind he if him they interrupt.
2: In fact, maybe that's your, your strategy, Anthony. You want them to interrupt you uh, to give you the, the, your reply. You know, that's perfect. As soon as they start talking and say, hey, well, hold on a second, and they'll ask you something or they'll say something, and that gives you something to reply to, substantial. Am I right about that? Is that something you're actually looking for, an interruption?
4: I, I'm very comfortable with that animal
2: because the moment they ask a question, they tell me something that's
4: important that they want to know, or the moment they start explaining their situation, they're giving me insight into their situation, and then I can adapt from there. I think, I think we all need to start with the script, and we need to work that script, but every conversation can take a lot of different directions, and you can't script every direction a conversation can take, because you, if you never talk to the person, you don't know where you're meeting
2: them. So yes, in short. Okay, when you're interviewing people for a sales position, do you ask them, say, listen, I want to hear your script, I want to hear your cold call, and, and, and are you looking for them to deliver something like that to you? Do you actually uh, ask them about their, their presentation? If, if their position does a
4: lot of um, scripted calls, uh, then yes. Uh, I will always ask them to talk to me about their sales process and how they take a candidate oh, – excuse me. How they take a prospect from prospect to close, and I'll ask them to give me real examples um and there may be times in there where I ask them, "Well, what does your opening call tend to sound like
2: uh-huh and uh when you say process sales pro okay you know there's people here who don't like the word process okay but what what does that mean? What are you looking for when you ask for the sales process
4: yeah i might I might ask them tell me about professional training you've received in one or more sales methodologies, which sales systems were these and when did you receive the training? What did you think of of the effectiveness of that system and methodology? They may talk about spin. They may talk about challenger. They may talk about solution or insight selling. They may talk about baseline selling. Uh, But more interesting to me is how has that training affected the way that you've developed business and sell to customers? I might ask them what's the the most recent sales book that's had a biggest influence on them
2: and do they always have answers? Has, has every salesperson, you know, could say, you know what, I, I read this Mandino and I really liked it, or I, I read Napoleon Hill or Dale Carnegie or, like you said, spin selling and it transformed my life. Do they always have something to say about that?
4: I, I find, if I oversimplify, I find people are in one of two camps. Either one, they kind of go, yeah, 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 I know a lot of that stuff and, you know, I use some of it and dot, dot, dot. And then I have other ones that say, hey, no, I'm, I'm really a big fan of Anthony Inarino and his dream list of clients, and I'm using that methodology right now. And I have some clients that really lean into that and want somebody that is very methodical in their sales approach. And i got others that don't, but this kind of helps me know where there could be a fit or not.
2: Michael G. Cox, MikeRecruiter.com. Are you uh, in line with this? Do you also ask about, about what books they've read and what... Uh, Sales processes they've learned and how they use them in their in their day to day work.
5: No, I mean it, it has come up a few times, but no, usually I'm not I'm not asking them about books and such. No, no okay.
0: Asking. Somebody questions. else want to say something? Yeah, Hello? I mean the questions that you ask relate to the job, you know. So if you've got a sales, if you've got a, a leader who is very methodical. And is very you know, driven by a particular methodology. Um, then you want to see, and those are the that's the time to ask the question. You know, what what methodologies do you use? Do you believe in? Are you are you you know, are you an individual that needs these ideologies and and uh, needs to work with these concepts, or do you just kind of work more on your instinct? And that's that's the question you would ask if the hiring manager is one who is really driven by a specific methodology. And the same for any other question.
2: Okay. But, I mean, it's uh, for instance, Anthony, let me ask you this. Are you, uh, when you're uh, recruiting, are you using any of these methodologies? Does anyone ever ask you that in return?
4: No. No one's asked me that. They'll ask me recruiting methodologies that I might use, and then I'd reference um, who with Jeff Smart or Hire with Your Head with um, Lou Adler? So I can reference some of those on the recruiting side. Who was Nobody's the first one? Who was the first one?
2: God. Who? WHO. Jeff Smart, Randy Street. Je- you're talking so fast and low, I can't understand you. Jeff Smart? Yes. Has anybody heard of him? Phil, Mike, Jerry? No,
4: I don't know. Jeb Smart.
2: I never heard of him. Where is he? Where is he?
4: (laughs) You Google him, you'll see a lot.
2: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do an ad. Hey, everybody, I want to remind you that the Recruiting Animal Show is sponsored by hiretool.com. H I R E T U A L.com, the super duper sourcing tool that top recruiters are raving about all over Facebook every recruiter group. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology that provides audio, video, uh, and text, transcriptions, uh, and clips of your interviews. Go check it out. Honeit and pcrecruiter.net, the super customizable, and as Michael G. Cox knows, that means configurable recruiting <laughs> software that's good for any kind of recruiting. PC recruiter net. Jerry, got any questions for this guy? I mean, he is a, a sales recruiter. No. Every recruiter should be interested yeah. in sales and how to do sales better. Okay, anything that yeah. you've? Yeah. Any any questions? Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm I, I don't no, feel like I'm. I don't I'm, have uh, any questions.
3: I'm just. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Okay. I don't. You're think, not agreeing I don't with, think that I, you've
3: – No, I'm just saying you just didn't really ask any good questions today, man. The topics have been kind of flat.
2: Well, frankly, this show
3: sucks today.
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Well,. I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, okay, well, what do you want yeah. ask him? How he dresses at work or if he covers his webcam or what kind of scheduling that... software he uses? I mean, is that what you want? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You're no, the, I think you're the host.
0: None of it's those just things. Symptomatic of the, where we're at at the moment mentally. That's why it's yeah, a bit I, think, flat. I think everybody's a bit
3: flat. You know. Yeah, we're all bored.
2: <laughs> well, what <well, laughs> somebody else come up with a question then? Uh, come on. Hey. Hey Anthony, well,
5: I, I might have missed this at the beginning. What is your what is your niche? What, yes, sales recruiting, but within sales recruiting, are you just software sales, IT, like managed services? Or is there a specific industry that you're going after?
4: So I'm I'm not industry specific. The companies tend to be software or uh, manufacturing product, and they tend to be between. Five million in revenue and a hundred million in revenue so lower middle market companies and I yeah, look to help fill the gap where they don't have the internal uh, HR recruiting Anthony, okay, when these five do... million
2: those five million companies are, aren't they going to go out of business they don't have deep pockets hmm. that's hope that's hope not I don't
0: think so I think in the world of software technology in particular infrastructure technology where it's mission critical. Organizations are going to need that technology just as much as they ever have done, and particularly cost-saving transformation technology. Anthony, I was going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. How do you source new customers? Where do you look for new customers? In particular, do you have a um, do you have an approach for that? Yeah. So,
4: so one, I'll use Zoom Info to map to uh, list out to research out. These are companies that are interesting. They're the right size. They're in the right industry. Then I can figure out really quickly with Zoom, who's the CEO, who's the VP of sales. Um, I can use LinkedIn to cross-reference some of that. Um,
2: How much does Zoom cost? Zoom Zoom is
4: is very expensive. and If it wasn't um, for the fact that one of my clients has me on a seat... um, then I probably would not be using it the way that I'm using what, it right now, but I believe it's around 12000 12 to 15000 right. yeah, That's Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a large company tool. Yeah, but if somebody gives me the tool, then I'm going to use the tool, or if gives me yeah. access to the tool, I'm going to use it, and that's the same way I have access to, to LinkedIn recruiter from another client that has and then opened
0: so the tool what me. Um, What sectors and industries do you think are going to fare and cope best under the current circumstances and are perhaps going to be Least hit?
5: What sectors so, right, are
0: Yeah, go.
4: Yeah. Right now, the, the, if I look at the, the clients I've been working with, professional services are doing okay. Um, yeah. I've talked to a head of sales at at a, like a Fujitsu or a CompuCom, and they'll talk about being busier than ever. In a lot of cases, yep. companies are still outsourcing a lot, and they're going to continue to outsource, especially if they furlough to cut people or have scaled back on hiring. So professional services is a good space. Um, what does professional services
2: mean? What does that mean so, professional so services? That means that,
4: that that means that well we're we're professional services as recruiters. That means that I'm going to hire somebody outside to perform recruiting or perform software development or perform IT development any of those. Okay. Oh, Hold company. on,
2: I have a I have an answer, I have an answer. What? What
3: he's talking about contracting, right? Is that what you're saying?
0: Um, I think to make the the best way to make the difference is that if you think of software, there are companies that manufacture and develop software, and there are companies that deliver it and you know manage the services and managing the operation. Actually, do the uh, what, what you would call mm. professional services in the software world are the people that screw it in, as opposed to the people that make it, the people that are integrating it. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm, okay, but here's Ed Han. Ed Han came up with a recommendation about how to find business or how to uh, find companies that are hiring in uh, the COVID crisis. And he says, go to your favorite search engine and search on "quote essential business listing" and append your zip code in the United States. That's your postal code. This will bring up a list of businesses and industries deemed necessary. To maintain minimal societal function, what do you think about that anthony is that is that a reasonable way to find companies that are still you know still doing business essential business I, read listing? That
4: th- I i I read that this morning, Animal, when you posted it. I have not looked into that yet, so I haven't tried typing it in and seeing what results pop up. Have you
2: uh no, I just read about it as well uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. What's what's the what's so funny, Jerry? What, what, I I've got a Facebook what, group. I, I put stuff up that I I learned things, okay? Uh now I'm a feeling a,
3: that... Yeah, Ed is a great guy, but what 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 good does a list of the the beer store and the gas station in my town do me? You know what I mean? Taco Bell yeah, uh, Taco Valley Bell's Valley. open. Taco Bell's hey, open. Hey, can, uh, can we I all just give it a little break? Can, can we, we all just uh, give it a little break? Public
1: Seriously. Uh, I think a- the public animal, segment. I have a question. This is Ernie Moreno. Any more what? Uh, hello, Ernie. Ernie, more, Ernie Moreno. Ernie, oh, Ernie Moreno. Moreno. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You're a good questioner. Anthony, you came on the show, and I, I always assume hmm. that someone comes on the show because they have an important point to share. They have a something new that they want to share with the people to educate us.
4: What's your point? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ernie, that's a good question. I was invited onto the show, so I just I, uh, wanted to be. Uh, uh, oh, hold a Let part me of answer Ernie's question. Of it.
2: Ernie, Ernie, I beg people to come on the show. <laughs> I, I
3: got $25 to to million. Go. <laughs> you know something, guys? I think I finally figured this out. Animal <laughs> isn't really in recruiting anymore. He is only doing this animal show, and everybody that he talks to says, hell no. Well,
5: And so his whole thing
3: is about convincing people, and that's what yeah. he thinks sales is. Yeah, yeah. I, I said no, goody. but he talked me into it. But Ernie,
4: yeah. Ernie um, Animal's got a spot coming up. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> what expertise can you bring on your spot? <laughs> no, no so, Ernie. What question. kind of question? Yeah, I mean, hold let's... on,
2: Ernie. Wait, Ernie. What kind of question yeah. would you ask, or answer would you have liked to hear, have heard from uh, well, uh from every, every
1: once in a while, we're, you got you got people that are recruiters that are, lear- are looking to learn that one trick, that one mm. idea, that one process, that one. You know, this is a good idea, and and I I, I, I do it like. Every time I listen to a show, I'd like to get at least
3: one thing out of it. And that's all I expect to get. So and for you, and so far, person, you've not gotten one thing out of this show. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. That's <just> kind of, <laughs> okay. That, that's, well, we've you got know, nine, nine, nine minutes left. But, but but nine I, minutes.
1: But I, also have, but I also have to believe that someone <laughs> that comes on the show would like to they, – they would have a purpose or one thought that they'd like to get this across. And so – Rather than asking you questions, I'm throwing it back at you and say, "What one point would you like to say that has mm. not been said?"
4: Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know what to do with that right now, Ernie. That's a good question. You know what? I know
2: what I, 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 I'll, I'll take this. I'll, I'll, I'll answer this for these. This is like, you know what? I tried those tricks as well. Okay, where I don't have to know anything and I just, just say, "Okay, go ahead, talk for an hour." That. Doesn't yeah. work, okay? That, you're so smart, Ernie. You know, you, Ernie came on a few weeks yeah. ago, and he asked a bunch of good questions. I can't remember. It was with Dean, I think. Yeah, Dean, Dean DaCosta, who, who can talk uh, endlessly, okay? You got lucky. You had Dean on okay? So now he thinks he can do the same thing with any, any guest. I, I'd, be, I'd be happy to have you you know, draw them out when I'm failing, but it doesn't work like that. I've got to tell you, Anthony Caputi is a very smart guy okay in my humble opinion yeah. but you have to be able to draw to lead the conversation and uh, sort of like provide them with a multiple choice answers so they don't have to you know you're pulling somebody out of their daily uh routine they're doing you a favor kind of coming on the show you got to give them a, make it easy for them to talk ernie yeah. okay I'll, I'll have to tell you ernie though you sound nice and clear i can hear you you've
1: got the <laughs> verve
2: in your voice you know i love having yeah. you call in but it didn't work this time, You're okay? You're not so smart well, I, like I you think. You're wait, not so wait, 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 wait. smarter
1: than the recruiting animal, okay? <laughs> that, I would never go there. But, but with Anthony, is is there something you want to say? You yeah, had about. Anthony, are
4: there are there one or two things that you've been thinking about? Like, uh, I wonder if I can do this better, or, gosh, I uh, well, uh, uh, maybe I should change but, something. Well, let, let me
1: ask you this then. Okay, you, when. When you're talking to a a candidate, and yeah. that candidate is somebody that you kind of like, call them out of the blue, yeah. and you you got him on the phone. Yeah. What what is it? What is your one line that you use at the beginning to just get the conversation going?
4: Yeah. Hmm. Give me a moment.
2: How about that COVID hmm. crisis, eh, man? I've never seen yeah, anything yeah. like this before.
3: <laughs> yeah. you, you're staying safe, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I hate
1: people. with that. I mean, staying
4: safe. On. What are you say? No, no? Anthony, Anthony no, just let
1: me, me say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, 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 so I let, Ernie. Me,
4: let me pick Ernie. up. Oh, let me pick oh, up. Oh, Ernie, Ernie, in, in the two minutes that we have left, or whatever it is, <laughs> let me pick up on minutes. that. Um, Six. Thanks. Uh, so, back was having a few calls with some uh, VPs of sales and a couple of the questions I started to thread in there were, Hey, um, have you ever been in a sales mastermind group or a sales round table or anything like that? Mm. And, and I was just genuinely curious, um, along with what books people read, what methodologies they're, they're subscribing to, etc. Um, if they're, they're doing that kind of, um, format like a business group but for sales leaders and a couple guys came back and they said no no I'm not I've thought about it and I should be and then that led me to creating um, a couple sales roundtables using zoom like everyone else is using right now um, to put them around the table so that they could talk with other sales leaders that they hadn't met before and kind of throw off their 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 situations around I'm dealing with furloughs. I'm dealing around with reforecasting sales. I'm dealing with these other budget issues, and I'd like to get peer-to-peer advice around this. Um, it's very interesting to me to keep developing this because these are prospects. These are potential mm-hmm. clients. I'm not doing business with all of them today, but it's also giving me another lead-in in a conversation with a VP of sales. When I'm talking with them, I can invite them into a roundtable table they can participate, and then I can position that as well when they, they do need to hire somebody, uh, I'm in that trusted circle around them. So that's one of the questions I've asked recently, Ernie, that I've gotten mm-hmm. some some results from. And, and then I called a few of my friends that are recruiting either in marketing or in other areas, and I said, hey, you might want to try this too, because right now a lot of leaders in different job families and different disciplines um, are looking for that human contact and are looking for good stuff and, and that and be able to talk through their issues that they might have to approach their CEO with or may have to approach their team with. Um, and I've gotten good
2: feedback from peers in that area as well. There you go. But you know what? This, uh, for me, I have to say something. Like, There's been tons of good information here. you got superstars like Jerry, Anthony Caputi, Michael G. Cox, Phil Marks calling from another country, England. Okay, uh, another continent, and and they're telling you like, uh, you know, uh, Anthony gave us his pitch with his cold call. Okay, uh, we argued about uh, what sales is involved in. You know, I don't know, uh, Ernie. I, I'm I. You're showing something wrong with you if you didn't get anything out of this conversation. Okay, I'm going to turn you around if I. If I had the time, but I don't want. I don't want Put
0: him on the show.
2: Okay. Put him on the show. Yeah, Ernie could be a guest if he wants to. I I beg all the time. Yeah. Okay, Ernie, you just have to schedule for, I think, July or June or something. July. Okay, let me just see if there's any anything else I want to... What are your favorite tools besides Zoom and, obviously, you said LinkedIn? Is there any other uh, sourcing uh, tool that you use?
4: Uh, on my... Google add-ons. I use RocketReach. I use Lucia. I use um, what is GP? Get
2: prospecting.
4: So yeah. I use different tools to get get prospect different tools to get emails and phone numbers. I think. Okay, those what, are the what is three. get
2: prospect? Somebody Ryan O'Donnell talked about that. I saw it on on my Facebook group, but I didn't know what it was. What is get prospect?
4: It's a, it's another find email for this lead another uh, Chrome add-on. So I, I tend to cycle in different Chrome add-ons, um, and I try to use their free uh, model. Well, and what about a scheduling
2: possible. tool? Do you, do you use any schedule, like ca- yep. Calendly? Yep, or-
4: I, use, I use Calendly for scheduling. And uh, can I mention recruiting software, or is that
2: Yeah, go ahead, uh, Go ahead. Okay.
4: And then I use uh, recruiting software I use is a company called Clockwork Recruiting. And what I like about Clockwork is it allows me to share long lists and short lists with uh, with clients. So it's a collaborative client interaction tool.
2: Okay. You know what? Here's a quick question. I'll save it for next time you come on. How does a sales rep figure out who the decision maker is? Because we're always told – that's what we have to do. We have to talk to that to that person. Don't waste time with the intermediaries. Okay, you save that for the next few months. I want to thank today's guest, Anthony Caputi. A N T H O N Y C A P U T I. He's got a, a biblically named company. What's it called? Ezekiel dot com. What is it?
4: Ezekiel dot com. Ezekiel means strengthen.
2: Strengthen. Okay. Uh, I always think of bones when I think of it. saw the Valley of Bones, or all those bones, right? His vision, his famous vision. Okay. Phil Marks from London, MikeRecruiter.com. Ernie, is there some easy way to identify you, Ernie Marino?
1: Just Ernie Marino.
2: Yes. <laughs> That's great. The okay, use your head. I, uh, MikeRecruiter.com, I had a, you know, he didn't even know either. I had you know, to go out and get that for him. Okay, and JerryTheRecruiter.com. dot com. Hey everybody! <laughs> I, he uh, I got that myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, I didn't you say no. Did say okay. You know. Yeah. No, I'm okay. just You're saying Jerry's he locked me in okay. with, Jerry's uh, smarter than me. I always wants you Nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna let that be the last two words of this show. Hey everybody!
3: In all zero to ten whole numbers. Dave Manister, what's your score? Five. I I don't know. I need yeah. to know. why. I
5: I don't know why
3: Animal keeps on harping on you, Jerry, about that whole in-person thing. I, it it's just such common sense. If it's it were why are you arguing with it? And they yeah. went on forever. Yeah. He's kind of turned into a hater on that, isn't he? It's kind of odd. Yeah.
5: It's, I think it's his personal preference. He doesn't like to meet with people, and so he assumes. Yeah, but do we have, have to talk care. about it all the time? Please, it's dead. Let's right. move on.
1: Uh, Bill yeah. Borman, give me a sponsorship. on the show.